Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to tell you two things. One, about our online platform, Classroom Secrets Kids. So at the moment, it's only £1 per child for the year and it has thousands of activities that are aligned to the curriculum, can be accessed digitally and are automatically marked for you. So if you haven't done so yet, go to kids.classroomsecrets.co.uk to grab your free 14-day trial for the whole class. And number two, on Thursdays, the Teachers Podcast is now hosting a UK education chat at 7.15pm on Clubhouse. It's the new audio social media platform. You'll be able to quiz the panel about all things education live and it'll be a weekly event not to be missed. If you haven't heard of Clubhouse, it's still pretty new and in the beta phase with only a million users, but more and more are joining every day. You're listening to a podcast now, so you'll absolutely love it. At the moment, it's invite only. So keep your ear to the ground to see if you can get an invite from a friend who has access. And if you're one of the lucky ones who already is there, then follow me at Claire Riley and I'll follow you back. So in this episode, I interviewed Corin Sanderson, all about being a teacher and dealing with remote learning. So Corin is currently one of two year six teachers and part of the middle leadership team at Holy Rosary Catholic Voluntary Academy in Staffordshire. She shares the role of English coordinator with a focus on reading across school, creating a library from scratch and engaging the school community's families in Storytime Tuesday. Corin is passionate about sharing remote teaching best practice amongst her peers to help reduce workload and promote staff well-being. Just before we dive in, please leave me a review if you've had any value from listening to the Teachers Podcast. So let's start discussing the realities of teaching remotely during the pandemic. Corin, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's really lovely. I'm really excited. So let's get to the questions then. Remote teaching we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So you're a teacher like so many of our listeners. Yeah. So what have you learned about remote teaching in the last year? So initially I was extremely daunted. It's a scary, you know, scary thought, especially when, you know, if your bubble closes and you get 24 hours notice that you will be teaching remotely on Teams or, you know, whatever platform you're using. So having a good structure, we're really fortunate at our school because the systems were in place and we were all given some digital training on Teams just in case this happened. Um, So... We, we like to make sure that we've got the children comfortable. That's the most important thing for us. And, and the main thing that we wanted to get across is that this is a new thing for everybody. It's, it's a scary process for a lot of people. And, you know, there's so many challenges that people face with technology, with um, delivering the lessons and things like that. Um, so it's being able to explore all the options be flexible be adaptable um you know take a relaxed approach and listen to to what the families are saying to us as well because it's not easy especially if you've got more than one child at home or you've got poor internet access Mm, absolutely so what's the what's the schedule of your day then 
So we start off, certainly in key stage two, we start off with uh, registration at 9.30 and we expect that children will be visible on their cameras just so we can sort of do a safeguarding and wellbeing check. And we just chat generally, we take the register. Um, on a Monday, we do a listing out, which is a PSHE-based um, session and safeguarding. Um, and then the children are free to go off. We do that for 30 minutes. Um, they go off and access the learning platforms like EdShed or TT Rockstars. We've got Century as well. Um, they come back to us at 10.30 where we teach a math session for 30 minutes um, and then they go off and do their independent tasks for 30 minutes. We come back at 11.30, <clears throat> excuse me, teach English, again, independent task after that. And then we set um, independent learning tasks in the afternoon. Uh, and the expectation is that children don't just sit at their computers. We want them active, we want them doing PE sessions, we want them reading for pleasure. Um, and really looking after their well-being. So we do a lot of stuff around well-being. And what's the feedback been from parents about, um, you know, the remote education? Absolutely fantastic. They're so supportive. And because we've got a really good communication uh, with our school community, they know they can get in touch with you on Dojo. They can email our um, Corona support email. There's a member That's of staff good. available at all, you know, at all times during the working day. Um, so the feedback's been really, really positive. And we just make adaptations. If children are struggling, if parents are struggling, we want them to be okay. We don't want them to feel under pressure. Um, and if we get any constructive you know, feedback where they think things need adapting, we've got a parent, staff and governor working party that's got representatives from every class in the school. And anything that's suggested, we look at. And if it needs implementing, then we do it. Why do you think it's important to have open communication among staff then about the realities of remote teaching? I think it's really easy to go onto, uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook and things like yeah. that. And you see the best of it, don't you? You see the, the things that people are really proud of. And it's either the very best of it or the very worst of it. And, and there's not often a balance in between. And actually, from my, you know, my sort of experience is if the systems are in place and you're communicating effectively with each other, sharing good practice, you know, talking about what's, what's working well, but also just like, you know, giving each other a punch on the shoulder and just saying you're doing a wicked job. It's not easy and you're doing a fantastic job. So being realistic, you know, what you see on social media platforms is great and we get some fantastic ideas. But that is the, the cream of the crop, isn't it? It's not the realities of day-to-day -day teaching. So I know you're passionate about life-work balance, just as am I. No. How would you even say it? Just... As I am. Yeah, but I... Uh, oh, it should be as am I, not just as... Oh, as am I. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay. Last time, right. So I know you're passionate about life-work balance, as am I. Um, and also the... Uh, oh my word what is wrong with me <laughs> right okay I just need to get in the zone it's because I've got up at 4am I'm like it's bedtime already okay so I know you're passionate about life work balance I'm passionate about that as well um and also the importance of alleviating that guilt that teachers feel so tell me about that then because I think that's such an important thing here a lot of teachers are feeling guilt so how do we alleviate that i think it's it's really important to, to be kind to yourself and to and to say to you know it's okay to be kind to yourself there's we're not superheroes we're not infallible and you put yourself under so much pressure and you don't give the best you know it's it's mm -hmm. possible to be an absolutely fantastic remote teacher 
without having to run yourself into the ground. It's just about that organisation and communication and making sure that those systems are in place. I'm very fortunate. I've got a really, really strong SLT and, and maths uh, that I'm part of. But having the confidence to sort of say, this doesn't quite work for me. You know, is there a way mm -hmm. that we can adapt it? And just, you know, having those professional conversations with your colleagues and asking, is there anything that you're doing that I might, you know, do? Because we've got our own lives. I've got a nine-year-old, I've got eight pets, you know, I've, my life's really busy and I want to enjoy my family as well as work, you know, and I love my job. I'm passionate about it, but it is my job. And I want to give 100% to that, but I also want to give 100% to my family. And if I'm feeling down and miserable and preoccupied with what, you know, what I'm not able to do, it doesn't benefit anybody. No, and do you know what, in a lockdown, it's really important that you give that time to your family as well, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And our head is, you know, so fantastic at this. You know, he will say to us, turn your devices off, log out of your emails at the end of the working day. Parents, they know that we're, we're not going to respond at six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And, and platforms like Dojo are fantastic. But unless you set your quiet hours on them, messages will ping through from parents on a Sunday night who've got queries. So it's just managing that and, and being firm with yourself and saying, no, this is my time now, you know. Yeah, and I think it's about everyone respecting each other and, and, and understanding each other's circumstances as well. So if a parent's sending through a message at, at, on a Sunday night, it might be easy to think, well, why are they doing that? Well, they might be doing that because they've got to think about work the next day. Absolutely. And and sort of thinking, well, you know, I'm not working till the next day and it's okay for me to reply then. Just because they're sending that message now doesn't mean they're expecting an answer now. Um, Absolutely. And, and I know that's not, not always the case, but still. No, you're right. And parents will say to us, you know, I, I don't expect a message now, but um, I've got this, you know, this worry or this concern. And, and we're really good at sort of checking our phones in the morning. We get them back online at eight o'clock and, and responding to messages. Um, but I think they feel supported and they know because we're so supportive in the working day. And we really do have a fantastic relationship that they know we'll get back to them as soon as possible. Yeah. OK, so most important part then what three tips or actionable steps have you got that could just help every other teacher listening or, or educational professional, you know, in regards to home learning? Um, for me personally, I would say set clear um, and realistic timetables, have a structure. I dojo mine out on a Monday and if it adapts slightly in the week, I dojo it out in the morning. So parents know exactly what to expect. Children, particularly send children or those that struggle with change, know exactly what to expect um, and just keep it really simple. And then listening to parents, open communication, listen to what they're saying and, and, and be relatable. I know that's probably easier said than done, but accept that they're working, you know, working families and the pressures that they are under are enormous as well. And, and we've got to mm. come together and support one another. And I do think they really appreciate that. Um, and then certainly for older children, if they're in a position to self-mark things like maths, so my class will mark their maths before they upload it um, for me to check. And it just makes it much easier to check where they're at instead of having to sit and mark 26 sets of, of maths questions, because it's what they would do in school. It helps to keep that routine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Um, have you got any resources that you want to share with everybody? Um, so 
personally, the ones that I use um, for GPS and sometimes for the maths, I use the classroom secrets sources. They're fantastic because they're differentiated. They come with answers. They come with PowerPoints. Um, and I can upload those. I upload them with the teaching slides um, as an assignment on Teams. It means that the kids can go back through it if they've not quite got anything. I use the White Rose uh, Maths resources. Uh, we've subscribed as a school, um, but I think a personal subscription for one year group is like 20 quid, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. We have EdShed, which has got the spelling shed um, and literacy shed plus attached to it. They do have math shed as well, but we don't use that. Um, and Vocab Ninja, absolutely love vocab ninja resources andrew jennings has created the most fantastic set of resources absolutely brilliant so that's interesting actually because i wasn't expecting you to say that and it's great naming um you know all those in, in some ways kind of digital products mm -hmm. um and this is where we're talking about not reinventing the wheel isn't it and making absolutely. sure that that you know teachers have access to all the different kind of things that they might need to create variety as well yeah, absolutely. And this is the, you know, especially now it's so crucial to get that work-life balance. And if you want to sort of cut down on your workload, like you say, don't reinvent the wheel. It's out there. It's okay to use it. I think teachers feel guilty. They, you know, they feel like they've got to, you know, and of course adapt for your own class and mm -hmm. to the needs of your children, but don't start from scratch when you've got such a good basis to, to, to use that somebody else has done already. And loads of the resources are free as well. You can always get free resources. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, how can we follow you then? Um, I'm quite boring, really. I only have Twitter um, as, as a professional account, but it's uh, it's just Sanderson underscore Corrin uh, on Twitter. But we do have, you know, Holy Rosary TV, which is our YouTube channel, HRTV, and there's some fantastic story times and um, around the world Wednesday we do, which is the languages in the children, uh, the children in our school speak and things like that. So me personally, I'm just a little Twitterer. Um, but as a school, we've got some fantastic uh, platforms. Downplaying yourself, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. I know that, um, you know, it's really helpful to listen to other teachers, especially how they're scheduling out the days, how they're managing with remote teaching, because I do think it could be, you know, it can be really amazing um, from, from a, a life-work balance point of view, or it can not be so. And it is about how 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 you're managing that and how your school's allowing you to to work yeah. in in the frames that they're putting out as well so thank you so much no thank you for having me it's been great thank you i challenge you to start using one more digital resource or platform to lighten your workload and if you want to give any feedback about how remote learning is working for you Start up a conversation in the Teachers Podcast community on Facebook so that others can get involved or join us on Thursdays on Clubhouse at 7.15pm. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.